Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Azar, and my guest today on In a Mississippi Minute is a guy I've known for a very long time. He comes from a very storied and colorful family in the big-time entertainment world, and his talent is family-bred. Where, where I always talk about my career was rooted uh, through osmosis and something in the water, his is truly a family affair and proof that there is power in genes. Please welcome actor-comedian... Joel Murray. Thought it was going to be one of the Isley brothers. Yeah, well, well, I mean the oh, Isley brothers. Me. Yeah, yeah. Sing yeah. me a. <laughs> I know you like to sing. I do know that. Where are you? I'm. Uh, I'm driving to do an episode of Grey's Anatomy, so I'm. Uh, I'm uh, going to take the uh, hour drive across Los Angeles with you this morning. All, all four miles of it for an hour. All, sort of. all four miles. It's sort of like a Mississippi yeah. minute. Takes a while, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How's Liza and the kids? Really good. I, uh, you know, I was going to do your son's short film, uh, Strack Azar, yeah. for him by name. I couldn't do it. It just didn't work out date-wise, and I, I wanted to go up to Pebble Beach and uh, hang out with my brother playing Pebble. And uh, I ended up, because I didn't do it, getting to do a movie with my son in oh. Chicago with, with my wife. Get so out last weekend I was in Chicago doing a short film, and uh, I got to die uh, in Chicago again. So you died again. Well, and it's something apparently you're supposed to warn your kids about. I remember oh. my, my son freaking out when I died in Shameless. <laughs> I jumped in an ice fishing hole. He said, you know, I'm enjoying this. And my friends are over. I'm like, oh, yeah, my, that, that, my dad's on. That's my dad. And uh, next thing you know, I committed suicide. And he's like, you should warn somebody about this. So uh, he was a little distraught about it. But uh, uh, no, I, also, tough. I also died this year. I was on American Gods, and I was... I, I picked up a Nubian princess at a bar, and uh, I oh, was yeah. swallowed whole. There you my go. My son also happened to walk in on that one and yeah. was quite distraught by it all. Yeah, there'll, uh, there'll be some implications later, but at least you'll know where it yeah. came from, where it was rooted. We're talking to Joel Murray, <laughs> actor, comedian. He's just an amazing guy and uh, loves his hoops. Well, well, first, let me back up because I do want to talk to you about basketball because you and I are fans of it, fans of all sports. And growing up in Chicago, mm-hmm. obviously, you had you had a lot to be to be rooting for and lately proud of. Uh, and we've seen you on TV when the Cubs are doing their thing. So we're going to get into all of that, Joel. But I want to go back in time because I love doing that. You know, we've gotten to know each other uh, in the present. But I always like going back in the past and thinking about, you know, where it all began. And 
I'm trying to imagine you, and you were one of nine siblings, is that right? Youngest of nine, yeah. Youngest. Mom and dad had no hobbies. Yeah, no, 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 they didn't. Youngest of nine. Was there ever a period age-wise where you were all at the dinner table? Or? Oh, yeah. Uh, and my father was a real slow eater, and so the goal in life after, you know, the rest of the family finished eating in about 45 seconds was to make him laugh. And <laughs> he was a slow eater, a diabetic, skinny guy, and we used to just try to get him to pass some milk through his nose uh, through the second <laughs> half of the meal. And uh, there would be 11 people Mom would be cooking for every night. Wow. And, uh, you know, the whole goal was to get him to do it. And you're, you're sitting around with, you know, my brother Bill Murray, Brian Doyle Murray. You know, and my sisters right. were funny. My mother was funny. And uh, you learned a lot about timing. And uh, there was many times we all sat down together. I still make my kids sit down. Oh, yeah, well, like the Nutty Professor, the whole, uh, that whole scene was already lived at your house as well. I, like your own version of it. There were times where, like, my brother's friends were coming to pick them up for going out for the evening, and they would just pull up a chair like it was a second seating, and they would just kind of watch the floor show sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but It was a freak show to somebody, you know, only well, yeah. a child that came over with their own car to see what the Murrays were doing. Well, isn't it amazing that, that, that it ended up being a commodity, you know, <laughs> like a really huge yeah. part of, of, of not only that, but pop culture, your family, and, uh, and just all that you guys have accomplished. Now, let's talk about, we're going to talk, uh, I want to talk about Mad Men uh, because, you know, I told you that, first of all, you, ne- you never <laughs> talk- We're done talking about all that basketball. Yeah, let's no, no, move on no, to Mad Men. No, 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 we're, not, we're, we're getting to basketball because I got a whole quorum over referees I want to talk to you about. So that's going to, oh, that, okay. that may be another whole episode. But I do want to talk about Mad Men because you never told me you were on it. And then all of a sudden, there you are. And I love it when... When people I know and respect and admire, uh, especially you, when you you don't tell me that you're you're on something, and there you are, and I'm going like that's Joel, you know. So uh, you played Freddie, and I you played Freddie Rumson on yeah. Madden, and I was on kind of a little bit of the six of all six of the seven seasons. It was a great role. It was a, a sweet guy, and uh, I had some really good episodes, and they sent me away to rehab after right. one of them. This is fictitiously, not in real life. Right, right. But uh, and then I came back, and I, I thought I was the perfect parallel to John Hamm at his drunkenness, <laughs> uh, at his most drunk. I'd be back, and then next thing you know, you wouldn't see me for eight weeks. And uh, like, oh, I thought I was back, but uh, it was a, it was a great job. It was the best parties ever. Here's what it reminded me of back in the days, and I was watching our promotion staff work records, right. You'd walk in their uh-huh. office, and, and they were trying to have a hit, and they'd be yelling and screaming and all that. And, and their job, each one of them had a region of the United States, and their job was to get airplay up, right? More spins every week. Right. And you'd walk in there. They'd be bars. They'd be smoking. You know, when you go to lunch with them, they go, hey, I think I'd like cocktails, like it was an epiphany, like it, like they'd never – and they'd already had four. And it reminded yeah. me so much of – the lifestyle. I'm sitting there going like when you when they sent you off in the show talking to Joe Murray, not Joe Murray for real, but Freddie, the character he played in Mad Men. Uh, when they sent you off, I was going like they should have just sent everybody off. Why did you get singled out when to me you were basically in better shape than the rest of them? I was a functional alcoholic, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, you pee your pants once and then you're, yeah, you're in trouble. That. No, yeah, uh, you know, John Flattery's character threw up. Oysters did all kinds of other things, and they didn't put him away. But uh, oh well, that's that's how it is. Sometimes they got to make an example of somebody, and it was yeah. Me. 
probably allowed you to have a little more golf time when you weren't when you're missing five episodes. So, yeah, I know you love the game of golf like I do, and uh, and now we're going to talk about basketball. Let's jump around. Oh. Just I teased you with okay. golf because I know that if we jump start around. talking about golf, then it's going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I jump around, I jump around. Uh, yeah, I was going to say you're not an A to B guy. You no. are A to C to D X Y J well, back it's, to B. It's because last night our, our high school team was in the state. Uh, we're in the state in the state championships, and uh, That's I've great. I've had well I've had an issue with referees lately, and uh, we had a really well, bad one. That. Well. We had there's a lot of bad ones, but we've had we had a really bad one who was you know and being the music and culture ambassador of Mississippi, I got to watch what I say. I don't want to lose my gig. And our guard, which we were a five up, and and it was the finals, and uh, our guard splits the seam. He's up in the air, and then they come crashing off his sides and hammer him, and he calls charging, and it gave it was his fourth foul, our oh. kid's fourth foul. So not only do we get the two, but we get the. We don't get the two to go seven up. We we don't get the N one, and we don't get to go to the you know. And then all of a sudden, we have to sit him down for a while. You know that hurt me. And he kind of looked at me and gave me a sort of a shruggy looking shoulder, like in the eye thing. And I went, "What?" And you can't say anything to him, or they're going to tee you up. So last night, I, right. so I started thinking. I'm writing this song in my head now at night called "The Referee," and I, you know, because I've written the coach, <laughs> and it's time to write the referee. And so I'm I'm mostly through it. I'm angry. Right. For the kids, not for me, for the kids, because they need to, you know, do the kids right. First of all, wake up and I read this thing on Bobby Huggins and it put it in perspective. He played Kansas that night and there were 35 uh, free throws for Kansas to West Virginia's two. And of course, he got he got thrown out, you know, and he goes like Kansas needs help. And I said, well, okay, if it can happen to Bobby Huggins, you know, it can happen to our coach and and our boys. But uh um, the last night we played in the first round, and the referees came up to me, and they, they noticed me, and they said, uh, if we give you a T, can you, will you Twitter it? You know? And I went, I started laughing. <laughs> and, of course, I, Joel, I tell them, I said, look, I don't, I don't like any of you guys. I just want you to know that. And so they called, I think, five fouls the whole game. And I was like, now I love them, and I can't finish the song because i got to have a bad experience, but I don't want to have it. It's going to mess our kids up if, I, if we see it. So uh, I hope I don't see it till well, next year. you might year. have the same problem I have in the fact that I, I took a lot of voice lessons growing up, and I'm vocally trained. So when I ride a referee, <laughs> they hear every word I'm saying. <laughs> the other coach can be you know, yelling things and saying horrible things at the referee, but because they're not vocally trained, they're not quite getting the message that I'm yeah. putting out to these guys. And I, I had referees just hate me because I played to the back of the room. I, I, I coached for 15 years with my three sons. And, uh, wow. I mean, the worst I ever had was one time we had a, a league we were playing in. There were seventh graders. Eventually, they had one kid that was just shooting lights out. And we basically took some charges, and we got this kid fouled out. We got five fouls on him. And the athletic director is working the scoreboard, which never happened all season long, but this is the championship game. Right. I go, well, that's five on that kid. And he goes, no, in the playoffs, we don't keep track of personal fouls. Oh. Read the rules, pal. What? Oh. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, now. I've had kids fall out all season long, but no, <laughs> read the rules, pal. Get informed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, we my lost goodness. an OT. Well, we're talking to Joel Murray, and he is making his way through Los Angeles traffic, which is nothing like what I'm going to be doing in a little while, heading back to Greenville, when uh, it'll be a few tractors and it'll be a wide open road. We're going to be right back here in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azoff. Because I'm the cold.
Talk Mississippi on your radio, your computer, and on your smart device. I just kind of stream it online. Yeah, online. Listen online every day. Listen live at supertalk.fm and download the Supertalk app to take Mississippi's best talk with you wherever you go. Check, check one. Where's all my bio? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Supertalk Mississippi. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Azar. We are with the fabulous Joel Murray, actor, comedian. Uh, he, We were talking a little bit about basketball, and I have a strange feeling that we could do this for the rest of the day. It's, yeah, we're getting to March Madness. So, Joel, you and I have had bad experiences with re- referees, and what I may do is co-write the song with you because I need some new energy <laughs> after last night. But let's talk about... Let's talk about uh, your okay. Bill's son is the assistant coach at Xavier, correct? Yeah, actually, I went back and did this film with my kid in Chicago. I was telling you, but um, the first night I was there, <clears throat> we went back to my high school because Luke Murray, who's the assistant coach at Xavier, was recruiting a kid from Fenwick High School that was playing Loyal Academy, my high school. So we went up and we got to hang with Lukey a bit, and uh, it I was kind of cool to see, you know, what a a guy's looking at and uh you know right away i was like what is it 21 and he goes yep and i'm like okay i'm just checking but uh he was looking at a sophomore guard you know it, it was kind of fun and you were like well what about these twin you know kids on my team right. uh <laughs> six seven each of them you know yeah no nah, no nah. they're like you're not seeing that huh and uh, no this kid i go well <laughs> and he says also he's got a size 15 shoe check that out but uh you know the kid was only a sophomore he looked like oh, a, wow. a big puppy right but, right uh, right <laughs> and the game wasn't that close but this kid you know anytime he had an open shot it went in so well I so that's what yeah so last year well no that does matter i mean we've got a kid we've got two kids on our our, our team that are legit they've been they've been pretty much averaging over 50 a game between the two of them so you can count on that we you know we're small town and you get sort of overlooked because people aren't paying attention so you got to really put it out there we've got a quarterback that we won the state championship in football this year and he was doing all those camps that you you know the nike uh-huh. camps and the manning camps and right. uh, and, and you know and uh, he uh, ended up becoming i think top 60 quarterbacks uh dual threat in the country and he's going to play at navy and so coming out of greenville and, and it's really cool you know small catholic school and and he's made his way, but a lot of kids don't have the know-how or the parents don't have the time to put that time in to let your son be seen on a national level and compared to others, you know? And this right. this kid's legit. It's funny, I, I love it, it to see what Luke would say about these guys because I feel like it's real. You know, it's not like it's they're special. You know, it's a, they got that little extra thing, like he's going twins now, but this other kid. They are built and equipped to see talent. We're talking to Joel Murray. We're talking basketball. Last year at the Caddyshack, which is an event the Murray brothers put on to raise a lot of money uh, for different charities. And they've always been a blessing. They they help us uh, with even our Delta Soul, the gift, the gift that keeps on giving. And they allow us to auction off some packages that make the money for us. And uh, as well for our foundation down in Mississippi, it's it's always great. And and all the you know the brother the brotherhood Andy's there. You know Brian Dole's there. John and John who who else is usually comes? You and Bill. Well, there's uh, that's uh, the brothers. Yeah, Ed, Brian, Billy, Andy, yeah. John. Uh, yeah, it's a family affair. We've done 18 years of it, and uh, wow. you can buy into it online. But uh, it's. Some really great vague memories. I go down there, and uh, yeah. you know, the first couple of days are fuzzy, and then after that, I don't remember anything. Yeah. But, 
it's, it's a lot of good music, and people like yourself come down and, and donate your time and play some music, and uh, that's most of the fun for me. Well, I, I've seen my my brother's acts, so I, yeah. I don't get a kick out of well, that like some people do. But, no, uh, nobody yeah. sings. Nobody sings. Uh, come on, what's my song? I'm I'm going blank now. For some reason, I'm wanting to Brandy. go. Brandy. Brandy, Gloria. Come on, you sing Brandy Nin- better than ninety six tears. Come on, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, if, I want yeah. everybody to imagine our listeners to imagine the Murray brothers from Joel to Drew, your nephew, Andy's son to oh yeah, to who's he's a showman. He's so talented, <laughs> and and Bill getting up, and then all of us, all you know the the Edwin McCain's and sometimes Darius Rucker and boys from Hootie and the Blowfish. And we all get up and we have the best time performing. And, uh, it's, it's, a uh, it's something that for, that I always look at the event. You got Chris Seeley, who's become a friend of mine who puts, who puts on the event. And it's, it feels like it's almost like a music festival. Every year he's got a different element. And I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking that you guys are going, Hey, Chris, Okay, now look, you know, like you got to get the rope because he gets wild with it. And it's really amazing. It's at the <laughs> World Golf Village, right? It's World Golf Village every year. And it's you guys moved it from March to later April. And um, this year, yeah, we're a little late. We're going to remember that's when the thunderstorms are. But anyway, that's all right. Yeah, we usually have it in March for a reason. Right, right. Well, it's not about golf in, at the end of the day. I mean, we've had crazy weather at all these things. The bottom line is you're trying to go in, have a great time, raise money, and selfishly as as a guest, uh, you know, it's great to see everybody again and get to know everybody even, you know, get closer. And that's what happens with us. We're talking to Joel Murray. He's driving. He's making his way to be on Gray's Anatomy. What scene do you have to play? Do you know your lines? Uh, to, today, I, I'm playing an ICE agent that is showing up, and he's looking for one of the interns. going to take him away, take her away. Oh. Uh, so they they end up detaining me and uh, messing oh. with me and trying not to be helpful, which... Uh, Turns right. out to save my life. Oh. Anyway, let me not give anything away. Oh well, that's right. You can't. You can't give too. Oh, I miss it. Yeah. Well, well, we'll make sure this is aired in a couple of weeks, and we'll be good. So it'll be after the oh, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We're 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 you know yeah. we're ahead of ourselves here, sort of in some weird way. We're talking to Joel Murray. Joel, so uh, let's talk a little Cubbies. Your true passions are where you grew up in the Midwest, and just watching you guys on TV while they were trying to finally break through again, you know, and, and, and break the curses, they call it, or whatever. But, t- I mean, was that just, like, crazy for you? It was just the biggest thrill? I, it was the best time, and I, I was fortunate. I was on a little show called Shrink, which uh, didn't uh, get as much airplay as it should have. Uh, you can actually watch it on NBC.com, and you can binge the whole thing. But it's a really good show. But they gave me this gig in an apartment in Chicago overlooking Millennium Park, uh, so I was there for all October for the World Series run in 16, which was just fantastic. I think you know? you're rigging and this. I think this is something. I, There's no way. I mean, it, it was all the stars aligned. I was there. Uh, I've been the MC for Theo Epstein's Hot Stove Cool Music thing for five years. So I was in with Theo. Uh, I stay at the Thompson Hotel when I'm there. So that's where Joe Madden lived. Mm-hmm. So I used to have breakfast with him all the time. Wow. I do a golf tournament in uh, Wilmette my hometown uh, with the Ricketts that own the Cubs. <clears throat> and they, they, they put a bunch of money in this course we grew up playing. So I was set up three ways to Sunday for tickets. No. You're not, they're not allowed to give away tickets in the playoffs in the uh, World Series. But I was able to purchase them for face value, which was like, you know, one-tenth yeah. of what they were going for. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was 
it was kind of this weird perfect storm uh everything coming together and uh thank god for that rain you know yeah. I, I went the games three four and five and uh lost with my one son lost with my second son and then my wife came who's a previously a notorious jinx we we joke about and uh <laughs> Somehow we we won Game Five and she's we got to go snide. back to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, she's off the yeah. snide. Uh, so that was uh, pretty amazing, and I didn't see that one coming. But uh, yeah, down three one, it didn't look good. But, uh, it was it was just so good, and I, I think it's time again. Not that I'm greedy, but uh, I just saw Theo. I emceed I the Hot Stove Cool Music Boston, and uh, I said, you know, Boston came back after 2004 and won in 2007. The only way you could best yourself, Theo, is to do it in two years rather than three. And that's exactly what I'm thinking. And uh, so we're saying uh, this is the year again. Everybody's in. Uh, that's awesome. Well, so well, they're going to. They got, they yeah, got the horses. They got some, some great yeah. pitching coming, and uh, they got the bats. Well, no, I mean that you got to have it. You know, so I grew up a I grew up a Mets fan because everybody goes, why wouldn't it St. Louis? Well, no, I know it's tough on you, but. Our our, our uh, you know minor league team in Jackson was were, were the Mets and so in '86 you know Strawberry and you know they all they all came you know and Gooden was on the mound and they come down and play their you know their I can't remember if we were double or triple A back then it's it's foggy for me back then as like it was for all of us but we grew up with Mets stuff all around us and but I always loved the Cubs from a distance but I, I felt like I. I wasn't connected enough to really say it, except my dad went to Notre Dame, my brother went to Notre Dame. They were fans oh, no of. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My dad graduated in 1954, and he's. I think his roommate one year was Johnny Latner, who won the Heisman. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. Um, then my brother went there. He's the orthopedic surgeon. He's a Memphis Grizzlies orthopedic surgeon. So he's got an office in the cool. FedEx forum, and he's the chief of staff, and a lot like me in my mind. You know, we're sort of similar. Uh, in, Very similar, except for the schooling. Except for the schooling and the talent and all that other stuff. But yeah. but yeah. he's um, he's a great doctor, and he went to Notre Dame. He graduated in '82. My brother-in-law went there. My nephews are there now. So you know, wow. it it made it difficult to watch. But obviously, Chicago was like a second home when they when they went to South Bend, and uh, they became fans as well. So we're talking to Joel Murray. He is uh, making his way to Gray's Anatomy to do a scene where it's going to have something <laughs> to do with ice. Which I still don't understand, but I'm excited about watching it. And uh, we're going to be right back. Hey, Joel, so I always ask my guests, being the birthplace of American music, right? So we are. Do you agree with that? Would you agree with that, that Mississippi is the birthplace of American music? You're asking a Chicago in that? Okay. Yeah, because Uh, we sent all our people to you. I mean, come on. You know, Muddy, they all came from here to you. The birthplace. Tell me, would you like to hear country music singer-songwriter? His name is Hank Cochran, and I don't know if you're familiar with Hank. He was amazing. Or would you like to go straight to the Fame Crossroads and listen to some Robert Johnson? Oh, that's rough. You know, Steve, it'd be so great if you could take me out with a little something from Hank. You know, I named my oldest son Henry Francis. Well, there you go. We're going to take it in. We're with Joe Murray. You're in Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. She was a favorite with all the men. Sally was a good old girl. Yeah. And all the girls despised her then. But Sally was a good old girl. Yeah. All the women talked about her, but Sally didn't care. She kept on and working out a 
Super Talk Mississippi on your radio, your computer, and on your smart device. I just kind of stream it online. Yeah, online. Listen online every day. Listen live at supertalk.fm and download the Super Talk app to take Mississippi's best talk with you wherever you go. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. You are in a Mississippi Minute with Joel Murray. Joel, how you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good. I've, I've made it uh, to 3rd Street. I'm, I'm getting partway there. I'm taking side streets the whole way. Yeah, yeah, so, I can tell. I can tell. What, you can hear I'm a good driver. I use my blinkers. so We don't do that here, but that's all right. People, yeah, you know. They don't do it in L.A. either. Well, I mean, I just can't handle the L.A. traffic thing. I mean, I've, I've tried... You know, it just freaks me out. For a kid that grew up down in the Delta where there just wasn't any. And you know, it's funny. I'll have to go across town in Greenville and I'll start getting frustrated because it'll be, you know. And I'll, then I'll think about, you know, our buddy Gary Valentine always goes, there's nobody. I mean, there's no traffic. And I said, that's traffic to me. And then it's relative, bumper you know. Bumper. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, some... there, there's times in L.A., like if I got a voiceover audition on the other side, on the west side, I, I would not go to it unless I I have a couple of Vespa scooters, Italian scooters, you know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll only go to stuff at certain hours of the day on the Vespas, so I can scoot up the side or up the middle and uh, park directly in front. But to you know go some places and try to take a car during rush hour, it just doesn't make any sense do whatsoever. You, do you really do that? You really take a Vespa? Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. I got a part in the artist. You remember there was a yeah. Yeah. picture two thousand twelve. I. Uh, I I saved the lead. I pulled him out of a fire. I played a cop in it and uh, did a lot of running in it. I would never have gone to that audition. It was a Friday at 5 o'clock. I remember my agent calling me and saying, yeah, I've got this audition. When? Friday at 5. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, Are they seeing people any other time? No, Friday at 5. That's the only time you can go. Well, what's it for? Well, it's a a French, a black and white, silent film. Uh, I'm like, give me a break. Friday at 5. Uh, you know, and everything was like 3D that, you know, weekend in the box office. And, and they want me to go for a, uh, yeah. a French silent black and white, but uh, ended up winning Best Picture. And, uh, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, who would, you know, I love that. And you don't ever know. You know, even as a songwriter, you, you spend so much time practicing that you stumble across something that sort of, it just sort of in the plan. It sort of writes itself. And there's an example of you thinking, no chance. What, why would I even do this? And it ends up being something special. So, you know, that's why we got. Right. That's why we have to keep practicing. I always say it. We got to keep doing. And then, you know, things sort of. Uh, I think we get a, we get blessed and kissed every once in a while in a special yeah, way. Sometimes you got to let the people decide. You know, what, yeah. what's the, yeah. the hit and what's the B side. Yeah. Here's my Me Too uh, Harvey Weinstein moment. By All the right, way, let me hear. Uh, oh, I want to hear it. We're with Joel Murray, and we're. When, about to get the uh, the Weinstein moment. when uh, when uh, it won Best Picture, a friend of mine texted me a picture from the Weinstein party, and you take a look around. It was all accountants and lawyers. There wasn't a single actor in the room, not a single one. They didn't. You know when when Mad Men won an Emmy, the word went out. Everybody showed up. Everybody went to right. that party. You know Weinstein's. Nobody got invited to the Oscar party after we won Best Picture. Nobody. So now, when I get a residual check from the Weinsteins, the check is already seven months old. So they're they're holding yeah, on to yeah. my money and collect my residual yeah, check. Yeah. And because I put my money into Morgan Stanley, because my brother's a broker, whatever. Right, right. And uh, 
they don't accept checks over six months old. So now I've got to get it reissued <laughs> by the Screen Actors Guild. So now it takes another four months for them to reissue the check that was already seven months old. So the Weinsteins are holding on to money for a full year and a quarter before they have to pay any of these re residuals. So there's my Me Too moment. That's what they should go down for as well. Anyway. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, first of all, I love when you said party, you know, the party with Mad Men. And I did listen to you earlier, and I'm going to go back, that you said the show was a party, and it was. Uh, it was also a part of culture back then, and it reminded me, you know, it was a, it was a birth of Mad Men to me was a... It, it was the birth of sort of like the rock star, you know, advertising agent and, and how TV became involved. And, and you know, you guys were sort you guys in a lot of ways were rock stars. And that's like chefs. Uh, I call I relate it to chefs now. Uh, in the last 15 years, they've been able to sort of break ground and, and people really becoming interested in that as well. So there's all these different pop cultures that become, you know, that that are created and you get to be a part of witnessing it. So jump back to Weinstein. Obviously, the party was only for uh, the people that don't have fun at all. Uh, or if they do, it's mm -hmm. in some sick way, you know. Yeah, so It was all about the crab legs. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> well, you gotta, it wasn't about the liquor. No, no, no. You got to figure that out. That's not you can't hold the money. That's not cool. That's just not cool. So, no. so speaking of all, speaking of acting and stuff. So let's talk about God Bless America because uh, you portrayed <laughs> Frank. I mean, this was really, really. This was just about three or four or five years ago, right? Uh, Two thousand. When was uh, it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but but like five yeah, years I think ago, it was five six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. It's a, I think you should still watch it on Netflix. God bless America. It's incredible. But, uh, it's a great Bob, film. Bobcat Goldthwait wrote this script, and it was originally like a two hundred page script, and he gave it to his wife as a Christmas present. And if you've seen the movie, you're like, wow, that, yeah. that was a no, nothing more Christmassy than that movie. No, no, it puts uh, you in the spirit. But it, it says a little something about how twisted Bob's relationship was and yeah. how cheap he is too. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. He he was having back surgery, and he had never seen Mad Men. I said, well, you're going to be laid up and medicated. Uh, I'll bring you over the first couple of seasons of Mad Men on DVD, and you can watch a couple of those. And midway through the first, second season, whatever, his wife turned to him and said, you know, Joel should play Frank. And uh, he hmm. said, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So he sends me the script and says, you know, tell me what you think. And uh, I'm like, I love it, Bob. It's great. You know, you, you want me to play the guy in the office or, or what? And he goes, no, I, I want you to play Frank. Like, no, yeah. Frank's the lead. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so here I am, you know, like, uh, war, uh, the star of a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Well, and, uh, well, uh, uh, well I'm interrupting real quick because, as my son Strack says, he thinks you're one of the greatest actors ever, and I mean that. And I, I, I mean you, are, you are an amazing actor to me. I mean, you just, uh, you know, not because you're my friend, but you got this thing, and uh, I love, I love it. But keep continue on. I'm, I'm throwing you kudos because they're straight from the soul. Yeah. So continue on. Well, you know, I do the one character, right? <laughs> so uh, that's, I think Dennis Farina says it. You know, Joel, I, I do the one character. I, I place cops and I play crooks, and I, I play them exactly the same. Anyway. Uh, you do not. So, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, Dennis Farina. But yeah. uh, so Bobcat gives me the lead in it, but you know, it was the most low-budget thing ever. I was right. changing in my van. Uh, sometimes I'd get kicked out of my van so the DP <laughs> could take a nap. Uh, but it was, it was pretty cool. It was... Uh, a wonderful experience, and everybody in, on Bob's sets, Bob Goldthwait, I've known since one crazy summer in 85, right. 
every everybody's really nice. And in fact, real quick, there was a guy. There were three guys named Joel working on the thing. There was Little Joel, there was Joel, who was myself, and then there was Tall Joel, who was a grip that apparently was only hired because of his height. And uh, he was a jerk. And uh, right. at one point, there was a break in the action, and Bob goes over to the guy goes, Hey, you know how um, everybody's really, really nice here, <laughs> and uh, everybody's supportive and, and friendly? Um, well, you're not. So um, you have... You have to go now. Oh, and the guy's like, well, what? So you're firing me right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to go. <laughs> and he, he fired this cat for not being kind, which is the, the the theme of the movie, God Bless America. Even though I kill 34 people yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, you were on a roll. The, the, theme of the, the theme of the movie is be nice. Why, you know, why can't you just be nice? And uh, Of course, that was the irony of it all, guy, right? That was the irony. Yeah, you were driven. actually got fired. Fired doing. Nice. Well, there you go. That was that was sort of uh, that was fitting actually. But you're supposed to be nice. Look, here's the deal about that. I feel like you want to work with people that that you enjoy. And when somebody puts the big dark cloud over it, you know, or it's the sourpuss or the, you know, duh, we gotta do right. it. Just takes away the fun. And there's it's hard to create. You know, it's really hard to create. I feel like or be effective in any job without. People are, are, are a team, right? When it's, things aren't right. clicking and things aren't just going well. And, and, and there's sometimes there's just somebody that just that wants to do that, and you just got to go, hey, uh, you know, you're raining on the old parade here in New Orleans on the streets, and you got to, you know, you need to go jump in the go. And especially, you know, when you're doing it for the art and you're doing it for the right. love of the game kind of thing, right. and uh, you're doing it on the cheap. You can't be a drag on top of that. You no, know? Uh, no, so no, 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 no. There's not enough time in this life. No, there is yeah. not enough time. And uh, so tell me, Joel, we're talking to Joel Murray. He's making his way to uh, to work on a, a scene of, of a show today. Hey, Joel, so your kids, <laughs> uh, t- take me through. How old are they? Uh, I've got uh, Hank is 28 now. Gus is wow. 26. Louis uh, just walked on at uh, Penn State. He's playing volleyball. He's 18. Wow. And... Uh, then my youngest is 17. I guess Louis just turned 19. I'm wrong so Louis is a, a freshman or a sophomore? He's a freshman. He's going to be a redshirt freshman, I think. He's not going to get in this year. He's a, a back row guy. He's 6'2". He's by far the shortest guy on the team. What, you know, volleyball has become huge, especially for women and, and sports. Uh, big scholarships, yeah. big, especially Big Ten. You know, Big Ten and volleyball. I had a friend that um, from oh, the Gulf yeah. Coast whose daughter's playing at Purdue. And... Um, and it's uh, uh, it's become a, a really great sport. You know, the more the more, you know, when we grew up, you know, I had these two girls that played on our baseball team, and I was a catcher, and they were great, and I was like in awe, you know, and and I sort of had a thing for them, both of them. But anyway, uh, because you just have to, because it's just all this talent. But they had to play with the boys back then because there really wasn't, much, you know, if you were a cheerleader or this, and now the girls get to shine, and I love that. Yeah. And volleyball is one of those sports that. That obviously they're getting to do. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about your family when we come back. We're with Joel Murray, actor, comedian. He's fantastic. And he was actually. We're going to shine with Title IX when we get back. We're going to shine with Title IX when we get back on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar and my guest, Joel Murray. The Super Talk app. Hop it in. Hop it in. 
and turn it on. Listen to your favorite shows anytime you darn well please. The Super Talk app. It's free. Download the Super Talk app now. 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 In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, hi, this is Joel Murray, and I'm talking to Steve Azar on a Mississippi Minute. <laughs> I'm it. calling from beautiful Los Angeles, California. <laughs> I love it. With a, I like it. With I, a street cleaner just went by, and I'm parking on clean pavement. There you go. We're talking about acting and being in the Murray family. Uh, let's let's go back a ways, and because sports and stuff. Are, you see, I always relate sports to my music career. There were way more, you know, tough times, and you had to deal with losing. You're right, and uh, I've got this one song. Uh, you don't know how to drive till you get behind the wheel, and you don't know how to play till you finally take the field. Well, you don't know how it'll go, where it'll end until you cut the deal, and so you got to deal with losing and all that. And uh, and you really don't know a thing until you experience it. And I think sports is what really does it. And it it allowed me to stay in the game of music until I finally late bloomer had a hit. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, sports wise, you grew up a quarterback. You know, you grew up a really good football player. Relate sports, and, it, and it's still such a big part of your life. You're talking about your son playing volleyball, walking on to Penn State, having the desire to do that. Relate sports and growing up to your uh, success as an actor. I coached baseball, football, and basketball for all my boys for about 15 years, and all of them went to volleyball. And it was like, hey, Dad, here's something you don't know anything about, so just zip it, okay? Uh, so I've, I've been learning volleyball for the last few years, yeah. and uh, it's a great sport, and, you know, it's they play loud music, and it's over in, a, you know, in an hour, uh, yeah. which is as compared to sitting out in the drizzle coaching baseball all those years. But... I was. I've got a daughter right now, and she's dealing with some stuff. And I, I said to her the other day, you know, it's it's all about playing the game. Uh, you got this math teacher you don't like. That's the game. You got to figure out what his game is and how to play that game. And you're going to have it with bosses your whole life. You're going to have bosses you don't enjoy. It's like, okay, but this is the game now, and I got to figure out how to play this thing. Right. And, uh, it, it, the same way with directors and and casts and things you're in, like. Okay, but you you got to love the game, and uh, I, I I've gotten through my career saying you know why not me? Uh, why not me? I know how to play the game. I'm not real good with remembering you know producers' names and brown nosing people like that, like some people are in the industry. Right. But I, I I'm good at showing up and doing my work and knowing my lines and uh, being enjoyable, and uh, that's the game. Sometimes you know if somebody's a megalomaniac and he has to be placated by kind of thing. Well. Okay, that's that's, the, that's this week's game. And uh, when the Cubs won this uh, in '16, yeah, I likened, I, I went back to when I was a little league coach. We were at West LA Little League, and my team won. Uh, we won our league, and then we were playing the tournament and champions. And we played everybody from Malibu down to Torrance, a big area in Los Angeles, and we played the tournament of champions. And uh, we we were down by four to nothing. We came back, and well, long story, but uh, my my son hit a double and caught the kid that was on first by the time he got to second base. And that kid came around. He chased him. It was like a Rockwell painting coming at you. Uh, these two freckled-haired kids. And the kid, first kid slid into home, and the catcher thought he tagged him and held it up to the umpire and was yelling at the ump. And my other, my He's son in. slid in right behind him like it was a toboggan. And this guy had no idea that this kid was coming home that fast. And uh, we won the game. And it was like all sound went away, and everybody went nuts. And, uh, you know, kids are throwing things in the air. And right. 
I'm just standing there on my clipboard, and it was like complete silence of, oh, my God. Yeah. didn't blow it. Like, when the Cubs won, I, I didn't, I wasn't jumping up and down, banging pots and pans. I was like, oh, my God, they didn't blow it. And, and you got silent. Sometimes winning it all is just the absence of not losing it for a change. Exactly. And, uh, it was so weird. My, 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 the greatest success in my life kind of thing, and I just I didn't blow it. In life, we're going to have to deal with all sorts of people that don't quite fit mm-hmm. in our fit in our you know in the game plan of the day, and we just got to sort of regroup and rethink. Figure out the game and figure out how it's yeah. going to be played today. That's exactly you know, I, right. When I was a senior in high school, I was leading the musical and captain the football team, and we got a new coach that that year. And all of a sudden, I went from starting both ways, capping the team, to this guy who did not like me. Yeah, and I didn't get along with the guy in right. the beginning of the year, and it was like I I was fighting it and fighting it, and then I realized, no, I got to figure out what. Okay, this yeah. is a weird guy, but I got to figure out how to do that. And by the end of the year, I was starting both ways again. But you know, well, in the beginning, all of a sudden, I'm I hadn't sat on the bench my whole career. But it's funny how it makes you better, it makes you stronger. I have been with the great Joel Murray. Uh, I miss you, brother. I can't wait to and see you again. I've been with the great Steve Azar. Yeah, yeah, you have, you have, you have. And we've been in a Mississippi minute, and uh, Joel's taking us through L.A. traffic. And you're my brother. I appreciate you so much. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to pull for I'm Xavier to gate. win. Xavier's going to win it all, right? We're going to pull Luke through? I think they're going to do it. I think uh, this Chris Mack is the real deal, and uh, you never know what's going to happen. It's, it's really fun to watch. And uh, if they can make it through the Big East, they can make it through the whole thing. I no, think. I totally agree. We got, we're going to go from uh, March Madness to Monday after the Masters to the Caddyshack. I appreciate you, brother Joel. You're in a Mississippi uh, minute. I'm Steve Azar. Don't and let this... our livers give out. Don't ever let our livers give out. We love you. <laughs> Thanks right, a lot, love brother. You. See you, man. Hey, wait, wait, everybody, don't don't hang don't leave me just yet. This is how a big time actor gets treated on the set and how we get treated backstage. Just listen, listen, listen. I'm good. I'm on Grey's Anatomy. Background? No, I'm an actor. <laughs> Background. <laughs> See you later, baby. <laughs> I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all sixty of them where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.